time to get happy. Accentuate the positive with Curran Swain. With good news, reviews and interviews and the sounds of indie, folk, pop and rock. Always look on the bright side. How are you this morning? I've got one of my heroes in the studio with me, Steve Killalay. He is an Australian IT entrepreneur who developed a product for computer system management that became international success and led him to set up a US company, software products that went public. He also is the chairman of the Charitable Foundation, which is one of Australia's biggest private and overseas aid providers, spending millions of dollars helping people. And I think he said to me on the phone, over 2.6 million people that he's affected on the planet through the charity. Good morning, good morning. Good morning. It's good to be here, Karen. Good to be here. (laughs) It's good to have you on the show. Let me tell you a bit more about Steve. He's a creative force behind the Global Peace Index, which launched in May 2007. It's attempts to rank the world's nation and region's peacefulness. The index is endorsed by the Dalai Lama, Desmond Tutu and Jimmy Carter. He's the founder of the Institute of Economics and Peace, which is analysing the impact of peace and sustainability, defining peace industries, estimating the value of peace to the world's economy and uncovering the social structures and social attributes that are coded through peaceful societies. And also in June 2010, Steve was appointed the member of the Order of Australia for his service to the community through his global peace movements. Also in 2013, is this right, Steve, you were were nominated as one of the top 100 most influential people in the armed violent reduction movement by UK group Action on Armed Violence. Yes, no, that's correct. Yeah, Mm. very good. Yeah, Fascinating man. We're going to talk to him after this song. I'm going to ask him about his journey, how he made his success and, and how he came up with creating such an impact on the world. So stay tuned. You're listening to FM 99.3. <laughs> sounds good with the headphones. <laughs> I've got the mics on. Ah, <laughs> oh, steady peace of mind. That's what we all want, a steady peace of mind. That's called Peace of Mind by Yeshe. And I've got uh, Steve Killalay in the studio with me. I'm laughing because he was having a little dance there behind the you can't see, but I can see. Good morning, Steve. So Hi. great to have yeah, you. Yeah, no, great music, great music. <laughs> he likes the music. I'm mm. glad you like the music. You're a mover and shaker in the world and an incredible humanitarian. Your foundation has affected two point, what is it? Yeah, we, what we do is we count the people whose lives were substantially impacted. So today, the count's at about 2.6 million. Been at it probably a bit, a bit over 20 years now, maybe 23 years, but the charitable foundation, we actually established in 2000 so the actual work in the developing world goes back beyond that but some of the countries we've been working in are places like Burma, Laos, Cambodia, East Timor, Papua New Guinea, Rwanda, Congo, Tanzania, Uganda, Zimbabwe, Kenya, Malawi, India, 
Nepal. So a lot of these places have been affected by conflicts. There's been a lot of time in conflict zones or near post conflict zones. And probably one of the more moving episodes I had was in northern Uganda. We sponsored a project there to work on the rehabilitation of child soldiers caught by uh, the LRA or the Lord's Resistance Army. So these kids were mainly captured, or the boys were captured between 6 and 10, girls between 14 and 16. 80% of them were boys. And then they take them back. That stage, they're killing maybe about a quarter of them before they get them back to their camps. So, so any kids which sort of started to cry, started to complain, then they'd get the other kids they'd just captured to kill them. And, this, and then sort of they get them back to their uh, camps. And then within 12 months, they'd be having them raid the villages they came from. And then they'd force them to kill someone in the village, sometimes their own parents. And uh, It's horrific. Oh, no, it's beyond belief. This, is, so it's, this was very early on and sort of it's one of the more horrific sets of stories so I know. Yeah. what does the foundation do? Does it feed them, educate them? How does it help? How does it help, that sort of thing? Well, what we were doing in that particular project is we'd have a camp, so when they either got captured by uh, the Ugandan army or they escaped, we'd have a place where we'd take them. And what we'd do then is sort of uh, physically fix them up because a lot of them would have a lot of diseases. Uh, sometimes open machete cuts and wounds so from battle, things like that, uh, broken bones which never healed properly. So we put in some work to actually fix them up. We then give them a basic psychological counselling so that the uh, things which they'd done, because like some of those young kids, it was horrific what they'd been forced to do, that it wasn't their fault. They were the victims of the circumstances. And from there, what we'd do then is try and, where possible, push them back into their families. Sometimes the families wouldn't take them because of what they'd done. Right. Uh, or the situation would still be too volatile for them to go back there, so then we'd try and relocate them somewhere else. We'd give them some basic provisions so that they could get going, and that was about it. So it's not a lot. It's not a lot. but It's a lot, but it's not a lot. I mean, it's not a lot to us, but it's a lot to them. When, you know, when no mm. one's doing that, somebody comes in and offers you a hand up or it's a lot yeah. it's huge it's a lot and so, how did you get started with this I mean you obviously looked out into the world and said I, I can do something to help what was the journey well I think the journey's a pretty simple one my, my life I've never really thought too much about what I'm going to do Karen I've just sort of see something which interests me and I do it so it started out as a uh, computer programmer really yep. so I then invented a couple of uh, computer programs which sort of took off and then I built global companies out of so I did well out of that and you, then, say, you say that so nonchalantly oh yes just built a few companies did very well, well <laughs> they're very well yeah yeah and, global companies and then then sort of as I started to acquire money started to look at how could I uh, help and I had a friend called Kevin Gray he was treasurer of World Vision at the time he yep. says oh come on a trip with me and sort of as I was younger I'd spent a lot of time surfing in very remote parts of the world so I had an affinity with the developing world and then I could see how far money would go and just simple examples if someone seemed starving it only literally costs 40 cents a day to keep them alive and nutritionally well cataract operations so about $80 and sort of 1% of the developing world is blind 40 to 50% of that's cataracts and even if they've had the cataracts for 20 years you give them the sight back small amounts of money huge interventions uh, clean water for example yeah. it's generally less than $20 a head to provide people with clean water and remember the first project we did on that was up in Laos the area we worked in 
we literally dropped the death rate for children under five from 18% to 12%, and that was simply through putting in clean water. And I think it was about oh, $16 a head. Yeah. Look, it's, it is amazing. It, it is amazing. I remember I was travelling a few years back and we went from India to London and we were haggling over a bottle of water that was 20 cents and then we arrive at London Airport and we're now paying $10 for the same bottle of water. It's it's crazy the difference in the two worlds, you know, Western versus third world countries and uh, and how such a little amount of money can go a long way. But what's even more amazing, and I've done exactly the same thing in Indonesia, you haggle for 20 cents over something, we always don't want to get ripped off. We want to bargain, don't we? <laughs> I know, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? It is. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So how can people get involved in your foundation? Because I know when you do launch into thinking outside of yourself and thinking about how you can make a difference in the world, it changes your life and you start to find a passion for life that you've never had before like even the most successful brilliant comedians and actors and stars find that all that glitz and glamour and money doesn't give them a meaning for life but helping people does so how can people get involved in the charitable foundation well that's just it. The Charitable Foundation is a private foundation. Mm. And so we don't actually, it's not a public foundation. So we don't actually source funds from other people. But I would encourage. Oh, you don't? No, we right. don't. We don't. This is just a private family foundation. So it's me, my wife, and my daughters. Okay, that's okay, about it. Okay, right. So, I didn't realise so yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But I fully encourage people to get involved in, in many different ways. What you've got to do is just understand what you're passionate about. Go out, and these days with the internet, it's easy to search out many, many uh, good organisations. Find out one you, one you like and then support. Yes. But yeah. make sure you get feedback on what's happening with your money because a lot of people can give money but they don't actually get an emotional satisfaction from it. Yeah. And what creates the emotional satisfaction is seeing what actually happens with the money. A lot of the time we spend an awful lot of time thinking about ourselves. And we're generally not happy when we're thinking about ourselves. We're thinking, oh, gee, these are the chores I've got to do today. Oh, gee, I'm worried about my wife or my girlfriend and uh, what she's going to think of this. Or, oh, gee, my kid's doing the right thing. How well they're going to go at school. Just issues with work, you know, just little things. But when we do something for other people, we actually stop thinking about ourselves and and start thinking about other people. And that space, I think, actually creates happiness oh, because look, we've stopped thinking about ourselves. You're spot on. I've spruiked that message all the time. It's a message that most people takes a while to sink in <laughs> i wish that i wish that you know, some of my family members would uh, get that one it's absolutely true when you're thinking about yourself you're usually thinking about what you're lacking and what you need what you want to get and when you stop thinking like that and you start thinking about what you can give as opposed to what you can get it creates huge amounts of happiness because nothing feels better than to contribute to someone in some way whether it's through just giving them a hug or a compliment or money or changing their life yeah so you're spot on with that. You're, you're listening to Karen on FM 99.3 Accentuating the Positive. We're talking to Steve Killalay, who is an Australian IT entrepreneur, founder of the Global Peace Index and the Charitable Foundation. Didn't realise it was a private foundation. That's amazing. We're going to have more of a chat to Steve coming up. We want to talk about the Global Peace Index and how that started and how it's impacting the world. And, you know, I've got to play this one. <laughs> Does he like it? We're going to do some more dancing. Now I've been happy lately Thinking about the good things to come 
And I believe it could be Something good has begun Oh, I've been smiling lately Dreaming about the world at one And I believe it could be Someday it's going to come Cause I'm 